This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 729 AM. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining me on this wonderful new month of August. And yes, this is the beautiful month of new beginnings, and we are so privileged to be celebrating the women um, this year, this month. So I have a very special guest in us today. Her name is Prophetess um, Samantha Boyson, and she comes. She is heading. Uh, the House of Grace in uh, Mitchell's Plain and all the way from Rockland. So thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, you're such mm-hmm. a mighty woman of influence and of strength. Mm-hmm. And you can just really share about your in- interesting journey of life. And so welcome. Morning, morning listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Such a privilege to be in service of the Lord. I'm so looking forward to our conversation. But first of all, before we get started, we're going to listen to Charlie LeBlanc and Jill LeBlanc singing Hallelujah, Lord. And then we're going to get cracking on this beautiful testimony of uh, Prophetess uh, Samantha. So we just uh, stay tuned and we can, you can join us straight after this. Hi there, everyone. Good afternoon. And thank you for joining me, Renette Marburg, on 7 to 9 a.m., and my program is called Rise, and you know this is the program where we really tap into the things that affect the family, and uh, we talk about all kinds of subjects. Mm. And I'm really privileged to have uh, Prophetess Samantha Boyson all the way from Rocklands, uh, from the House of Grace, and uh, I got a glimpse of her testimony, and I just felt that yeah, we have to share this one. <laughs> um, you really are a woman of strength and you've overcome Amen. a lot. Mm. And it's so exciting because it gives us so much hope and mm. uh, hope on our fellow, uh, fellow um, sisters and brothers mm. that are struggling with life. Hey? Yeah. And you've had a quite a complicated uh, journey mm. and how God just released you until you met him. Yes. Um, you can just share with us, Samantha, um, of your journey that you've mm. had mm. from real deep, deep, deep struggles yeah. to absolutely living in victory and yeah. joy. And you have got so much impact on those out there and really got a heart for women and uh, getting them up and started and revived and with lots of hope and joy. Yes. So, Samantha, Amen. I'm going to leave it up to you now just to share with us briefly. Thank you, Renette, for the opportunity. I grew up in Mitchell's Plain, and um, I grew up to a working dad and a, a housewife mom. Um, I am the youngest out of five siblings. And I was um, born very late. <laughs> so my, my, my one brother and sisters, they are far older than me and they were far older than me. And so I, um, I, so while growing up in Mitchell's Plain, I um, experienced a, a, 
a mom that was seemingly distant from me and a hardworking dad and a brother and sisters that were abusing alcohol. And they were, so from a Thursday, they started partying and um, they were, you know, you know, the friends were at our place. And, and I already knew over a weekend that when they start talking louder and getting um, louder and start um, raising their voices that they were going to get physical. And so at that point, I already knew when they start shouting at each other, I go hide because I knew that um, it was going to become violent. And so that um, that pattern um, remained in our home. And so I grew up in domestic violence mm. and they would abuse alcohol, fight with each other, fight with my dad. And we were and on weekends that was the narrative that was you know what what we experienced and then on a sunday morning and my parents were very old school so on a sunday morning because i was the youngest i my dad would pull the car out of the driveway and i would be sitting in the car because we're going to church myself my mom my dad and the people is standing you know how it is in our communities people are standing on the road um talking in the sun going to buy the cook sisters and you know Sunday morning and my mom would say wave wave at the people and I would just wave as we would drove by and I knew that they were discussing my family because we are the family that kept everyone up throughout the night because we were the family where they were fighting and you know the windows were just being uh, it, it was just chaos and then um so I grew up in that and I um would often sit in Sunday school thinking about my family and why things were the way they were. And we were, my mom, my parents were, were, were very faithful in going to church. But um, I, but we were, I've, I've never, we've never had a Jesus experience, not in our home ever. And then, so I spent a lot of time outside the house because I felt like my, like I was in the way. I would come from school and my mom would be like, you know, just drop your bags and go and play, take off your clothes and go and play. And so I often felt like I was in the way. So I spent lots of time outside the house. I didn't have a mom or they, there was, we, we weren't the type of family that said good morning and good night. Mm. We weren't the type of family. There was no hugs. There was no, there wasn't that kind of language. Mm. And so I, I didn't know a, a hugging mom, a hugging dad. You know, I, I knew a loving dad that would encourage me and speak into my life. But um, I knew a distant mom that, that weren't close to me. And, um, and so at the age of 12, I spent a lot of time outside and the home at my friends' places and so on because I felt like inside my home, I, I didn't want to be there. It was very tense always because of the domestic violence. And so um, at the age of 12, um, I was molested. Mm. Um, I was at a family friend. I went to, to go and look for my family friend and... Um, I knocked on the door and her brother said, come inside. And um, she's in the room. I went into the room and he shut the door behind me and we were alone in the house and he molested me. And I remember running out of that, of that home. Um, firstly, I, I was frozen when it happened. And I, I heard a voice saying, run, run. And I, 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 I came to when I was standing outside that house. Basically, I ran down the street, not home. I ran down the street, far down the street, sat down on the pavement and thought to myself, who am I going to tell? 
because I didn't want to go home and tell my mom about what just happened to me. I didn't want to add to the stress, you know. As a child, I just felt like I don't want to add to what was happening at home. And um, I just didn't have that kind of communication with my mom. You know, and I, and and I often think that's the, the 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 problem though, because when the children break outside, they don't run back home to a because home is not a place of safety. Home is not a place of you know finding a voice. They, they, there's no, it's not a love language. There's no love language, I'm and safe. so they run to to other things and other places. So I went from a Present child, active in school, etc., to becoming very aggressive because now I was wounded, you know. And I want to say it like this the enemy put a distorted fingerprint on my womanhood while God was forming it, while He was forming my womanhood, Mm. and it gave me a dysfunctional identity, an altered Mm. personality. And I was so aggressive because I decided that I'm going to fend for myself, no one will ever put me in this place. And I became like a tomboy, so to Mm. speak. Um, I started smoking. Cigarettes. My mom had an angina heart, so I used to take a tablet, crush it, and pull it through my nose. I started smoking taha. I started um, abusing alcohol, um, coke, ketamine, heroin, um, took, and took became my drug of choice. And so here I am on high school, and I am secretly using ecstasy, took, heroin, whatever I could get my hands on, and I was still functioning. At high school, I was coming home, going to school, and I was, um, I was, I was doing sports, and because my, my, that's what my mom wanted. She wanted me to do sports. She wanted me to do ballroom, Latin American. Yes. She wanted me to do all of these things. And I, and, I, and I did it because I wanted her attention. I wanted her to see me and love me. And at the same time, I was abusing drugs and sure. just having an, a, just another secret thing happening. And I remember at the age of 21, I became really, after 21, I became really rebellious. And because by then I just felt like, you know, there's no connection at home. I had no connection and I just felt like, you know what, whatever, let me just, I'm just going to go. And I remember packing my bags and leaving. But before that, the things at home became worse. It just became excruciating. I remember there was such violence. And one day I ran into the backyard while they were fighting because I felt like I was a bit bigger now and I could just intervene. And my sister was Mm. on the floor and her eye was um, beaten closed. And there was just a trickle of blood coming through this closed eye and I was so traumatized by that picture I was just completely traumatized and I just felt like you know um, that will never never happen to me and it in it just reinforced that persona that 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 I'm just going to be doing my own thing and I remember my mom 
had a lot of people that she, a lot of women that she spoke to. I remember her speaking to friends and one friend would tell her, go to the lady there. There's a lady there. If you go to that lady, she will be able to tell you what's happening in your house. She'll be able to give you something. Someone said, go to the guy over there. So I have memory of driving with my mom and dad to a lady somewhere in Cape Town who threw powder on a mirror. Mm, threw powder on a mirror, showed my mom, you know, no, I can see there's people doing this to your family. That's why this is so dysfunctional. I remember going with my mom and dad to a man uh, on the side of Paul somewhere. He made me sit down on a chair and told my mom that I have to um, uh, cut her in, took a blade, cut me in on my, at the back of my neck, on, by my ankles, by my wrist, and said to my parents, I need to cut her in just to protect her from the things that's being sent to the house. I mean, and while I'm sitting there, while, while I'm sitting there, there's no explanation. I never saw parents that spoke to one another. I never saw my parents hug. There was just no, there was, there was no picture of a loving marriage. There was just the sort of like, going through the motions and sort of trying to get by. And, and I remember seeing my mom pay this man an a exuberant amount of money, you know. And later on, I understood that that was a demonic contract connected that financial, just paid, you know, and opened up our bloodline to the enemy unknowingly simply because we were simply because um this need or desperation i want to say it like i saw it like i saw us so desperate to find a solution for what was happening to her kids what was happening in her family while blaming her husband because she was always so angry and seemingly depressed at the age of 20 after 21 about 22, I packed my bags and I told my mom I'm leaving. And my mom said to me, you will become a prostitute. And I said to her, it's fine. I actually can't take I, 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 this, this chaos. This is not my mess. And I left. And I remember I moved in with friends in town and became um, a full-on drug addict. Yeah. I full-on, I remember, uh, like full-on, I remember being in clubs, seeing, you know, the kids laying there, drugged out of their minds. Um, I became like a prostitute, became like a prostitute just yeah. going. We would attend ho um, parties in the hotels and three days later come just completely drugged out of my mind. I remember at some point, you know, being so drugged that I, 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 I cried out to my mom, you know, and, and, and like just like in that state and like help me. And I ended up um, staying in, in a house in on the side of Athlone and um, just really um, um, nothing left of me. Full on, heavy, almost eight year drug addiction. At this point, the Lord had saved my sister, saved my brother. My wow. brother had started a ministry. Um, I later on heard my brother used to, to, to cycle to the beach, lay on the beach and, and shout unto the Lord, praying and interceding. Lord, don't forget about Sam. You know, don't wow. forget about Sam. And I, um, I'd heard these stories and my brother had come already at one or two occasions to come and speak to me and the demons, you know, they wouldn't allow it. I was shouting profanities and because I just had so much hatred. And um, then I remember being in, 
um a room it just in a drag play, in a drag house and just being there and there was nothing left i was skin and bones mm. and i remember that there was this lady living close to that place and when she used to see me she used to say my child the lord is going to use you the lord loves you and that lady became the relational voice of god to mm. me the relational christ because others saw me and they said you want to be like this don't you want to come right what is wrong with you and i was gripped more than 8 years in this powerful relationship with the thing called tuk and this mm. relationship didn't judge me renet it didn't speak it didn't mm. judge me it gave me friends it gave me identity i had a peer group it was a completely dysfunctional relationship but it was a relationship nonetheless mm. because you know um it it just was taking my life from me i got i fell ill and my cousin came to look for me took me to the doctor and the doctor said 3 days uh it seems that the drugs had eaten the away at the lining of her stomach wow. when we look at her symptoms and so sent me home to die with two sachets of rehydrate and at that point i phoned my brother and i said to him can you please come pray for me and he later on i heard the testimony when i phoned him he was he said i'm out of cape town but he was at a conference and that night at the conference before i called him the morning he was praying and he was worshiping the lord and just praising the lord and the spirit of the lord um started singing amazing grace how sweet the oh, sound that's and he he couldn't understand it and he was just weeping and then the next morning the call comes from me and i'm saying please can you come and pray for me you know and um he sent a team to come and pray at the house where i was and i'm listening to these testimonies there's one lady saying how the lord healed her from cancer the other one saying they were divorced and the lord restored them completely and i'm sitting there and these voices is saying to me you are a prostitute tell them prostitute you know and it my drug use was severe um i fallen pregnant from a drug lord and um i remember falling falling ill standing on and ended up in hospital and i had to give birth to the baby that i had took to death and standing on the stairs of the hospital you know at um um at Worcester hospital and my daddy coming and saying to me come on and take you home because they had phoned him and i had no connection with him and i said no daddy i know where i'm going i have i have a place to go completely disconnected from what just happened yes. to me and i just went back to the drugs and um never never heard from the drug lord there was just no i was just one of the girls and i remember the 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 demons while listening to these people minister shouting at me saying where's your child prostitute tell them prostitute who you are and and in that moment asking me do you want to accept christ and i said no because the voices of the demons that i was in relationship with for more than 8 years was so loud that i just couldn't hear mm. i couldn't hear the ministry and as they left i went into the room where i was and i was alone in that room and i just sort of wiggle waddled to the room because i was weak you know mm. um they excuse you got these three days yeah i'm i was so weak and i just waddled and as i got to the bed i just i wanted to lay down and suddenly there was a presence in the room and like a peace filled the room and i just felt a presence and i felt hands on my shoulders and i dropped to my knees put my hands up and i started screaming lord jesus save me from myself save me mm-hmm. and in that moment just felt like a complete you know the, the just this presence and this peace and this love and i just 
wept and I got up from the bed, from the floor, got onto the bed. I used to drug for four days and then wherever I dropped, they picked me up, put me on the, on the bed um, where I was sleeping in that room. After two days coma, I wake up, put my hand under my bed to find my lolly where I keep it hidden mm. to, so I can take a hit so that my bones could work. I'm sure. talking about an entrenched relationship. Mm. And then I, you know, and then get up from the floor after shouting, Lord Jesus, save me from myself. Get onto the bed and slip like a baby. Next morning, woke up so hungry, went to the kitchen, had something to eat, waited. To f when Think am I going to be sick? Mm. Because mm. I couldn't eat. Um, my lining of my stomach was like messed up. And then nothing happened. Then I realized this lady, Mary, that always used to encourage me. Then I, I leave and I go to her and I say, Auntie Mary, this is what happened to me. I tell her my whole story. You know, what do you think? Because I, I, I don't know what happened. And then she's like, my child, the Lord Jesus, he saved you. He didn't just save you. Also, he delivered you and healed you. Praise the Lord. I completely forgot about the lolly under the bed. I, I mean, the next morning I woke up. I just walked myself to the kitchen, had something to eat. Completely forgot about it. Completely delivered. Completely healed. Complete turnaround. And I mean, from then, Jesus has just been doing phenomenal work. My mom had passed on. My, my dad, my um uh, uh, my relationship with my dad restored, you know. Um, unfortunately, I was in active addiction when my mom passed on. Oh. Um, by the time they found me and I got to her bedside, she was blind from the strokes. Oh, and she just said to me, you know, I don't know you. And that just completely broke me. And the enemy used that even more. Mm. But um, relationship restored with my, with my dad. My dad got to know Jesus, completely saved and... Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. What an incredible, incredible, amazing story. And I think there's so many of us out there that have walked this journey where one of our family members have gone this extreme route. Yeah. And and praise the Lord for you. Yes. I cannot believe what I'm just listening to now. But this is exactly why we are going to just listen to this next song called um, Completely by Among the Thirsty. I just want to encourage you, if you've got any questions about our guests or our programs, uh, please WhatsApp us on 081 our telegram number is the same so please you're welcome to contact us as well as um seeing uh, uh you know just hearing who we are at the same time and we'd love to hear from you and i'm just so in awe of this um beautiful testimony so we're going to listen to completely among the thirsty and we'll be with you straight after this Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us this afternoon. And we have a powerful woman in the studio with us. Her name is Prophetess Samantha Boyson. And, oh, my goodness, uh, we have just had blown away with what God can do. Yeah. And it can only be God. Yes. I mean, we, the trenches of hell and where you were, mm. um, nobody can 
you, it sounded like a path of no return mm. um, yes. where you were going yes. and uh, the choices you were making for yeah. your life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I just want to encourage you. The Lord just really gave me this this morning because, um, you know, you, I know you're working a lot with women. Yeah. And a lot of our women are struggling with so many things yes. um, in life. And, uh, you know, and it comes to us losing our joy. But the Lord says in Psalm 119 says, joyful are the people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws laws, and search with, uh, for him with all their hearts. Mm. And that is where I would love to just encourage you listeners that in times of not knowing where, mm. if you can just direct people back to him yes uh, so that they can find mm. their joy so just you know we were discussing the fact that you know you are working with women what yes. is the common uh, feeling happening amongst women where are they losing themselves in the process that's a, a loaded question because there's so so much happening um, I mean post-covid there's so many there's so many new challenges um, and Old challenges that just been amplified, but I would say um, navigating between career and motherhood, just navigating careers and motherhood, just the economic pressure um, and educational pressure. I mean, kids are not being, they're not finding schools. And just navigating as women, as moms, just navigating through that and finding um, balance between holding down a job and mothering, not losing our kids in the process to all of these pulls from the world and just being able to provide and just navigate through that pressure, the economic pressure and then also being present in the educational pressure of our kids and the school system and just sort of um, being present with our children while they are just navigating through teenage life and just, you know, just getting through, getting by and just navigating through marriage. And so many, so many spouses have lost jobs, been retrenched, which has just brought a different dynamic in the, the, the relationship, the marriage um, challenge. And so... And, and, and really challenges for me, I, I also want to say that challenges are age specific. Each age group has just got their own challenge. Mm. Really. That is, that is it. And it normally starts as you, with your life. It started yeah. out in, uh, in the youth. From young. And then it goes into the different stages of Can your it? life and it just, it just becomes, um, more compressed. Yes, yes. And um, when it comes to the explosion, you know, where you have to completely decompress. Yes, then yes. So much has transpired in yeah. that time. Yeah, exactly. So. And also the segmented challenges, meaning like single mothers. Yes. Yes. Divorced mm. woman and um, a working parent um, who is, you know, having to also now come alongside husband and work while keep the house um, tend to the kids and just just that segmented challenges um, it's it, it's can be really stifling 
very stifling. And, uh, you know, for instance, now, uh, you were sharing about this uh, project that you've got called Kaleidoscope. Yes. Um, what is what is that what does that look like? I mean, you so, know, you, you're obviously having this interactive, let's just get, let's just hear where everybody's at. Yeah. Okay. So off the back end of my story, I, I, I really, I spoke to the Lord about what I was sitting with, the trauma and just being the triggers. And yeah, I was not putting my hands to the drugs anymore, but the behavior was still so present. Yes. Mm. And my tra- and the trauma responses were still so present. And mm. yeah, I am a youth leader now. And my trauma responses and tantrums and just the emotional roller coaster that I was experiencing was just so real. And then I'm a young adult leader and, 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 and I'm studying and I'm working and the spirit of the Lord started speaking to me about what I what I was facing and I realized that I needed transformation I needed to be transformed and the spirit of the Lord then gave me this showed me many colors and then I asked him what is this and he said it's a kaleidoscope because as women we are a kaleidoscope of past present and future and 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 then that's how kaleidoscope was born and so we we do kaleidoscope it's a and our slogan is um transformation is colorful and mm. that is what we that is sure. what we do transformation is colorful and it's really a bridge between a woman and her next chapter that's what kaleidoscope is it's that bridge between a woman and her next chapter be that next chapter a computer course be that next chapter your license your driver's license your learners be that next chapter you know your matric be that next chapter self-awareness something that so, that is so simple yet to many of us it we've we've had to journey through self and um and so kaleidoscope happens once a month and we just always prayerfully put together a transformational program and we renet we have seen women come into the room be be you know just be completely transformed by us just loving on them mm. and we just being a relational jesus and we 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 put it out as a community project and we have seen muslims you know asking can i come to church wow. we have seen women get come to church be be born again mm. and just through connecting with other women at kaleidoscope finding other single moms that they could relate to speak about yes. you know and just finding other women who's gone through divorce mm. you know at their table and asking like how did you do it you know can i can you speak to me about it and because this is what he's saying to me mm. and god has really used kaleidoscope to transform in oh so many lives so many lives wow, that is powerful 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 and i'm just so grateful that that you've just taken taken this on hands on yes hands on and so much action happening um you know so i just want us just to we got great great things by don moon coming up and i think this is so apt for our Amen. program hey so i just want to thank you so much for that powerful action packed 
a move that you did and you didn't waste time. I mean, you're still young and beautiful and yeah, you're just taking this on. And I mean, I, you still share, you know, you, you're married and all those beautiful things <laughs> yes. that are happening and beautiful children. So, um, but let us listen to great things by Don Moon. And then we're going to continue this conversation Amen. straight after this. But wow, I'm so grateful to have you, Samantha, in the studio. You have really encouraged us. Renette Myberg on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Wow, good afternoon, family and friends, and what an amazing program I'm having right now. <laughs> it's so powerful. <laughs> I've had so many requests already now, uh, just responses to the program on WhatsApp. So we just want to encourage you that you're welcome to contact us if there's anything you'd like to find out about our guests on um, 081 uh, uh, 081-729-1650. Five seven, and our telegram number is the same. So I just want to encourage you that we've really had a, a power-packed uh, program this afternoon. Mm. And Samantha, uh, just give us how can you encourage women? Uh, just the action that they need to take. Mm. Just uh, you know, you've you've got a happily you're happily married, uh, mm. got a beautiful ministry, and uh, children, and everything turned out so beautifully for you. Yeah. So just. Give us some encouragement. Well, in John 17, Jesus says, Just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be one in us. He prays this prayer and he, he, he basically paints a picture and he gives us a design. And so by design, we were created for relationship. And so by design, we were always meant to be in covenant relationship with Jesus. And so the enemy understands this. And this is why the enemy gives us so many options, relational options. And so whatever you value, you will follow. So check what you are, what you are following at the moment. Check if your value system is misplaced. Because whatever you value, that is what you will follow. And whatever you follow, that is what you will come into relationship with. And that's where the problem lies. Because my relationship with my drug of choice caused me to have an eight-year addictive relationship. Addiction caused me to have a dysfunctional addiction, caused me to have a dysfunctional relationship with addiction. And so Jesus, he prays this prayer because he, he gives us this mystery, this design. And he says, if you will just become one with me, if you will choose me as your as your first relationship and and choose every other relationship from me through my life through me through Christ and trust me to give you to trust me to connect you relationally to that which you need then everything will come together because the enemy gives us relationship with our with 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 social media relationships with our phone relationships with all kinds of tablets we all we are in relationship with so many things and these relationships is taking us into so many different directions and we feel like we are all over the place so i really want to encourage women today i want to encourage women and say check what you are in relationship with check the relationship because relationships has a voice addiction has a voice um social media has a voice 
the tablets that you are taking to calm you down for anxiety, for depression, it has a voice. All, everything relationally has a voice. And so check the things that you are following that you are in relationship with. That relationship will ultimately bear fruit in your, in your life. I am in relationship with Jesus Christ. I, I, and that relationship, that relationship has given me so many fruit. That vo- it has led me to the voice of God. And the word says it. The voice is, my sheep, they shall hear my voice. And I also want to say the following. Never think that God doesn't have his, his hand upon you. Never think that God, by design, he has, he has, he has designed your life in such a way with, because, and, and, in, in fact, sorry, Renita, I just want to say it like this. Luke 19 verses 4 to 8. Zacchaeus come running to see a Jesus that is coming through the city. He climbs, because he was a short man, he climbs up the tree so that he could see Jesus. I want to say to somebody that that, that, that tree was planted there by design so that it could grow into a certain length so that a short man, Zacchaeus, who needed height at the time when Jesus came through the city, could climb up that tree and see and connect with a with our relational Jesus Christ. So I want to say to someone, that is how God provides for us. He provided that tree before Jesus hit the city, years, decades before, so that a man, Zacchaeus, could climb up that tree and connect with a relational Christ. So I want to say to someone, whatever you need, God has already designed it. All you have to do is connect with our relational Jesus and live from that relationship. Mm. Powerful. Wow, that is amazing. Thank you so much, Samantha. Thank you so much, Prophetess. You really hit the nail on the head of how we need to navigate our lives. And as you say, so many things we take on and we wear, and it has a voice that shoots its root into our absolute design of who we are not meant to be. And that God has got the whole um, absolute I am uh, design for us. And that we can never, that we need to make healthy and good decisions for ourselves Mm. so bless you and thank you so much thank you so much um as as i said we've got some requests of uh, people wanting to contact you so just give us a quick breakdown of where they can connect with you um, my phone number zero eight three two five eight zero double two nine or house of grace zero five at com. And then I also want to say the next kaleidoscope is on the 20th of August at okay, 2 p.m. Fantastic. So they can contact you there. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And thank you so much for the ma- amazing work you're doing amongst women. And may God just bless you and use you continuously for his kingdom. Amen. And that you go from strength to strength, from thank glory so to much. glory. And upwards and forwards from this day onwards. And bless Amen. you and your family. Amen. I really am so grateful that you came to me on my program and really kickstarted this year, this month of uh, celebrating women. So we will see you next time, Samantha. I'll definitely have you back again. But um, bless you and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. You are wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, family and friends. Stick to the rules. 
Make good decisions for yourself and have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed week. We've got Gilma Stander joining us in a few minutes um, as she comes and prepares for the news. So keep staying tuned and uh, we will see you next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful week further. Bless you. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.